What's this world coming to? Let's get this out of the way. I did some research. Remember we talked about that coffee study? Mm-hmm. As far as how caffeine has gotten out of coffee beans, that's steamed for 30 minutes to open their pores. Then it's rinsed in something called methylene chloride, which doesn't sound too healthy, does it? No. <laughs> or I don't think I want to be drinking that. Or ethyl acetate. It sounds like something you put in your car. I know. That sounds terrible. But that's how you get the caffeine out of the um, coffee. How about that? Is that putting nitrates into the caffeine? I think they wash the stuff off. So They wash the, it off? They, yeah. <laughs> just flush out all the chemicals, huh? Yeah, I think now that I heard about this study and how good it is, I'm going to start drinking decaffeinated. But first, I'm going to take a couple of those coffee beans out and light a match. And if they go up, then I know that all that stuff <laughs> not out of it yet. So you know what I did this morning? Because there's more and more evidence, hard evidence, that there's collusion. I know what the word collusion means, but I thought, you know, sometimes... It's always good to kind of revisit some things just to make sure you're clear on what went down, right? Right. Of course, I'm talking about the Trump campaign. The definition for collusion is secret or illegal cooperation, especially in order to cheat or deceive others. Illegal cooperation or conspiracy, especially between opponents. Hmm. We're both doing our homework today, huh? Because obviously... Every day is a steady stream of crapola coming back from what went down in this election, and none of it is good. Right. And all you're trying to do is educate the people, right? Yeah. And I really want him out of there. I'm really concerned about our country. So Karen and I go to bed at night. You know, a lot of times I go to bed before she does because she stays up late and cleans up the kitchen and vacuums and all that stuff. Well, last night was one of those nights we actually went to bed together. We're laying there in bed and we're talking about, you know, just the state of the world and how concerned we are. We're concerned about the world for our family, for our friends, for us. And yeah, I said, do you feel the urge to pray every night? She goes, that's the first thing I do. I cannot go to sleep without praying for all those things. And it's out of love for all that we deem precious to us. So I do believe in God, as you know, and I think he hears our prayers. But here's the one thing I don't get, how evangelicals have gotten- I was just going to say, Pat Robertson. Yeah, Pat Robertson, that little hunched over man who- Piles around with Coigula now. Yeah, I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. All his life he's talked about God and- Let's look up the word evangelism. I know what it means, but let's just come back to this. The spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or personal witness. Amen. So what part of being an evangelist would it be to be promoting Donald Trump, the gospel according to Trump? That is what we call the apostate church. Do you know what the apostate church is? A false church? That's right. That's right, baby. If that's what the new evangelism order of the day is, I just can't have any part of that. And I'm not denouncing God. I would like to be an evangelical to the truest sense. I don't want to be promoting Trump or any kind of politics. If you're a true Christian, he said, go and spread the gospel. And that's not the gospel according to Trump. I'd love to know when the microphones were off and Trump and Robertson are sitting there, what they really talked about. I bet Robertson would lean over to him and say, do you really grab him by the pussy? Does that really work? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Think about that for a second. Uh, yeah. Jesus surrounded himself with the worst sinners of the time. And I get that. But the message was all about love. 
not politics. There was a song. Remember the theme from Billy Jack? Yes. The song, go ahead and hate your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend. Do it in the name of heaven. You can justify it in the end. I mean, can I have another amen over there? Amen, my brother. (laughs) Whatever happened to Billy Jack? Tom Laughlin. Yeah, right. He had about, what, three or four of those movies? Is he dead or alive? I say he's dead. I think he is. On the dead or alive game, you would be correct, sir. Ding, when, ding, ding. When, when did he die? December 12th, 2013. Wow. I love that movie. As a kid growing up, he was like my hero. You yeah, know, he, he, he stood up against that which was bad and evil. You know, people that were prejudiced, people that took advantage of the weaker people for their advantage. Does that sound like anybody we know? Yeah. And he wore that black hat too, didn't he? He did. I love that black hat. He was my hero. Billy Jack, Jack, baby. Billy Jack. Go ahead and hate your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend. Do it in the name of heaven. You can justify it in the end. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. (laughs) Can I get an amen? Pat Roberts in my ass. I know. Come on. Give me a break. You know, all those guys want is money. And they see Trump supporters that are so rabid that they'll follow this guy anywhere. So they hook their wagon to him. And that's how you prove that these guys are phonies. All of them. Jerry Falwell Jr., Pat Robertson, all these evangelists that have lined up behind Trump. They can't get in bed with this guy when they go to sleep at night and say they really, you know, accept him. Come on, Thomas. You you have to turn off your conscience. Right. And if you're a true Christian, there's no way to do that. There's just no way to do that. When I do wrong, I get a little prickling down here, and I know I've done wrong. And when I see evil, like I see in Donald Trump, I got to speak up against it. It's just wrong. Right. I don't get the whole evangelical thing. I really don't. Well, I don't think you're alone in that, my friend. How about this latest thing, though? You know, Trump won because of 77,000 change votes in three states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. You saw what they found out from the McClatchy News Agency that Jared Kushner was running a digital campaign that they were sending that fake news to those certain counties in those states that might have turned the election. And I hope Mueller, Mueller is going to get into that, too. Did you hear that? I heard it. And that is another bombshell. Right. So back to the collusion thing. (laughs) Legal experts are saying that what Donald Jr. did with the emails and meeting with that Russian oligarch could put him in jail up to five years. Well, they've got enough money probably to keep him out of jail. I don't know. He'll get a pardon anyway, right? He'll only get a pardon if Pence becomes president. And I told you before, if his presidency is deemed illegitimate, there's no way Pence is going to be president. Do you get the feeling that Russian tanks could be rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue and Trump supporters would say, too soon to judge? <laughs> Steal my president. You know what we were talking about not too long ago, how the politically incorrect world is trying to motivate those things and push those things that maybe the critical mass doesn't really care about, right? Yeah. We were talking about the Cleveland Indians and Chief Wahoo. <laughs> Well, there's a story that just came out about how the Cleveland Indians have actually come up with a game plan to transition away from Chief Wahoo. So they're definitely going to succumb to this politically incorrect pressure. I just think it's kind of sad when the minority dictates what the majority does. Well, I don't think the Cleveland Indians and Chief Wahoo 
something that's terrible to the Native Americans. And what are they going to go from, from Chief Wahoo to what? They won't have a mascot. Well, that's kind of silly. Maybe it'd be mustard, onion, or ketchup. <laughs> hey, mustard, <laughs> we need a little help over here. <laughs> no, but I mean, if it was a disparaging kind of a symbol, I could see it. It is a disparaging symbol. We talked about this. If we were the Cleveland Negroes and right. you saw a black man with the big teeth like that, right. I mean, well, no. that That's would terrible. be the most racist thing in the world. Right. I get it. Goodness gracious, what we've done with the Indians and to the Indians. Well, that's what I mean. We've done so much to the Native Americans that if this is the number one thing that they're bitching about, I mean, that's pretty sad, right? Right. I mean, you know, growing up in school, we learned nothing how we wiped them out. Nothing. I never remember having a history teacher tell me how we slaughtered the Indians. And we did. We put them in little teeny reservations in the worst kind of conditions. I mean, here, you can have this hot desert land in Arizona and wherever else. That we don't want to live. Yeah. Here, go, go crazy. This country, I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love it. But the idea that we're the greatest country on earth, that's just a, another lie. We could be the greatest country on earth. Right. We certainly have the greatest minds in this country. We seem to be the ones that are always coming through with the latest and greatest technologies, whether it be biotech or medical or internet or yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, but it's so confusing because even our Science. greatest- oh, Science! Science! Even our greatest, our founding fathers, who are so visionary and, and wrote this thing that stands up after 245 years, and they had slaves, so they were conflicted too. I mean, how could they be so brilliant and yet- you know, go home at night and see they were keeping people as indentured servants. So it's tough to figure out. And I didn't realize that Thomas Jefferson, as great as he was, you know, when he screwed that Sally Hemings, you know how old she was the first time? Mm -mm. 14. 14? 14. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he goes down as one of our greatest Americans. And he, he was in a lot of ways. But I don't know. I mean, does that sound right to you? No, of course not. No. So, you know, the wisest man in the Bible, you know who that was? Uh, I'm going to go with the wisest man in the Bible. I'm going to go with Jesus's little brother named Pepe. <laughs> You're incorrigible. Who was it? Moses? It was Solomon. King Solomon. 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 Yeah. And he was the wisest and richest man. If he's so smart, how come he had 500 wives? And if he's so smart, how come I didn't know that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how many wives did he have? He had hundreds of wives. Did he really? And concubines. and See, was, that's what happens when you have all that money. He was the world's first Tukey bandit. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to Google him today. You're just a Googling <laughs> fool. Oh, I'm telling you, baby. If I had Google when I was in high school, I would have been at least a C-plus student. <laughs> <laughs>